Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Welcome to today's podcast. Today I have a close friend and fellow coach, Caroline Jirasi. Caroline, how did you decide to get into coaching? Where did this all start? Where did it start? It started with a love for psychology. Oh, yeah. When I was in college, I majored in psychology and I really wanted to do that and I didn't pursue my dream. Mm. And then through the years, I felt it bubbling up more and more and more. As my kids have gotten older, I felt comfortable returning Mm -hmm. to it. And so I decided to go for coaching because coaching has some of the best parts of psychology. It has a lot of the the positive psychology that I love. It's so forward thinking. You know, you're not figuring out what went wrong. You're figuring out, okay, I am who I am today. How am I going to make my life better? Right. So we haven't really talked about this much, but I know that you went to the uh, UW-Madison for your program. And Mm -hmm. this isn't stuff I necessarily normally dig into, but I'd like to kind of explore this a little bit because you and I are both in the ICF coaching community and just kind of talking a little bit about like, how did you decide to pick that program out of all the programs that are out there? And where are you at with your thoughts on what you've learned and how you expect to implement that in your business? And yeah. All those things coming up. Yeah. So I so I ended up in the UW program because it's one of the best programs and it happens to be in my backyard. Perfect. So I didn't even look at any other You're usually programs. a researcher. That's a big deal. I know. I researched <laughs> the heck out of everything. I have to know everything and before I make a decision. But yeah. this just stood out to me as being so obvious that it didn't even That's amazing. And and I had some friends who'd gone through the program and they'd had nothing but good things to say. Yeah. So I felt like I, d- I felt really good about it. I just knew it was the right program. Um, and it really, my beliefs were justified. Mm. It turned out to be a great program. I use it in my coaching today in terms of how I coach. Mm-hmm. There's a really big emphasis on following the... ICF model um, and doing not just coaching as in helping other people, but in truly being a coach who is present, who listens, who holds space, who's curious. Um, And I I really use this skill I got from that in my coaching. It's not a business oriented program. So they're not going to tell you how to make money with coaching or anything like that. Okay. So let's dig into it. I'm ready for some hot seat coaching unexpectedly, totally just like, all right, Caroline, take me through it. What is it like to work with you? What is it like to work with me? So you want me to give you hot seat coaching right now? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Jamie, what could we talk about right now that would make the most difference in your life as we for a, for a hot seat coaching? Oh my goodness. Well, there's stuff that was coming up the other day where 
you were actually helping mm-hmm. me, like something was bubbling to the surface and I wasn't quite ready to finish working on it. And you kind of weren't actually coaching. We were just like working through it. And so that's what's coming up first as like, all right, okay, let's try this. Can you ask me the question again? What's the question? What could we talk about today that would be impactful for you? What's coming up is there's an area of my life that I believe I have given my power over to somebody else and I'm not sure why. And it's been there for a while and I feel like it's in conflict with what I believe today, where I'm going. You know, I I know that I'm in a place of being able to step into my true gifts and talents, being able to work in my gifts and talents. So why am I, and I empower other women and empower other people. So why am I sometimes, you know, maybe just with one person Mm -hmm. giving up this or having this feeling Mm -hmm. of powerlessness and, Mm. um, and why does that matter? Right? Like there's some, there's some, feelings coming up for me that I feel like are in conflict. So what feelings are coming up for you? Specifically, there have been some people that I haven't felt like I've had the energy to deal with. And typically I don't take on other people's energy. I'm not worried about, you know, but I, it's almost like I, I avoid having conversations with certain people. I'm not sure why, like, why am I putting up barriers when normally that's not a problem? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is important to you about these people that you're putting up these barriers with? They've been in my life for a long time and they're related and, Mm -hmm. And yet it feels like I'd like to shift how the relationship looks and I'm not sure how to create that shift. Hmm. I think it it feels like I kind of want to cry here, but it feels like I haven't been able to be my true self in the relationship as it existed Mm -hmm. before. And so it feels like it would be easier to just block it than overcome the the barriers that might, or at least what feels like barriers to shift that relationship into a new relationship, which is, yeah, sorry, this is super interesting as it kind of opens up. Like, how do we, this is actually um, part of any process. If we've had a relationship with someone that's been one way, transitioning that relationship to a new new Mm -hmm. thing, it's easier to do with new friends. (laughs) You just create a new relationship, Mm -hmm. but- when you have a previous relationship that you want to transition and I'm saying you here and I really mean me. (laughs) So, okay. Things Mm -hmm. are opening up here. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) What does that new place look like for you? Ooh, I have not ever considered this. Like I, I didn't realize that this was a thing until you asked me these questions. (laughs) So creating awareness around the fact that I am looking to have a different type of relationship. I would love to have this engaging, connected, fun, like, and from a perspective of 
what could we create? What's possible? Yeah. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. What could you create as a relationship or what could you create together? A little bit of both. Yeah. I love to have relationships where there's a, my word for the year, healthy partnerships, right? And so possibly mm-hmm. if this relationship could move into a different space than where it's been for the last 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. um, there's the question that comes up, what could we create together? What could, what could a new relationship look like? Maybe it's traveling together. Maybe it's being in business together. Maybe it's supporting each other. You know, what is it that the relationship could look like when it's a more supportive, engaging, mm-hmm. mm. this is just opening up. This is new. I'm not, I'm not, these words feel different. Let me say it that way. So when you're thinking about having that kind of relationship, what feelings are flowing through you? What's, what's your body telling you? Mm. Well, in addition to feeling like this is new, um, uncharted territory, there's mm-hmm. also a little bit of feeling of blockage. Like my head is kind of like confused. How, how do I wrap my brain around this? Like, I mean, this sounds like I'm talking goofy almost is what comes up for me. Like, how can you create a relationship with someone when there are two parties in the relationship? And this is what I'm interested in creating. How do I ask the other person, Mm -hmm. are you interested in creating this? (laughs) Like my brain is just kind of Hmm. a little bit like, hmm, how does that work? Well, have you ever asked the other person what kind of relationship they're interested in creating? No, that is a really good question. I have not ever considered asking the other person. I, I think my assumption was prior to this conversation that whatever relationship was currently in existence was the relationship. It didn't Mm -hmm. really occur to me that I could have a discussion and, and, and coming from the perspective of like being open to what kind of relationship would you like? I mean, when I've created new relationships in the past, I don't always ask the other person. We just kind of, it flows, right? You kind of create a relationship like in that moment right? and you have conversation back and forth. So, so shifting, I'm like, these are good questions. Would Mm -hmm. I be comfortable asking them? Maybe. (laughs) So I'm hearing that you may not be comfortable asking them. You're not sure. It's, it's new. Is that right? Yeah. It's new. Yeah. Yeah. Partially. What do you feel like yeah. is standing in your way? Mm. What I feel is standing in my way is my own thoughts about what the other person might say. Mm-hmm. And my own perspectives. Your thoughts about what the other person might say mm-hmm. and your perspective mm-hmm. on those thoughts. Yeah. So I'd like to say that my self-talk is really good and we just say it's going to be good. The conversation is going to be good, but I definitely feel an invisible wall where I'm like, 
it, it, I think I can move through it pretty quickly. You know, it's just, um, this is a mm-hmm. new path in my brain and mm-hmm. creating space for this new concept. I think it could open up to multiple relationships that have been a certain way in the past and saying, Hey, would you be open to a conversation about what our relationship could look like? I don't know. Is that a thing? Mm. I mean, do people do that? Like what's coming up for me is like, yeah, it feels like it could be really big. Yeah, so how how is that feeling to you? <laughs> it feels I mean, besides big is yeah, like expansive. Yeah, are you yeah, like very open? Yeah, compared to the blocked feeling that I felt like barriers and boundaries and like how do I how do I barricade this? How do I protect myself? And that just felt uh-huh. in conflict with what I really believe about you know, when I'm in a healthy place that I would be more open and expansive. And so it feels like shifting my perspective to the possibility that a new relationship could be created or can be created with people Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. have been a part of my life. And, And really what's happening with my brain is that it's starting to recognize proof that this is true because I do have other people, mm-hmm. my husband, a really good friend, where there was a different relationship 10 years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and we've recently shifted that. And we've basically, I have communicated, I'd like to have a different type of relationship this time. So I, I have done it. Like my brain is already looking for proof that it's possible. Huh. Huh. So it sounds. So is this what coaching with you is like? Because it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I this mean, is what I, it experience uh, this, this is, is like. this is what it's like. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so difficult to explain. I don't know if you find that, but what just happened in a short period of time is life changing for me. And yet, oh, so all you did was ask a few questions. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how people don't take the time to ask the questions of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't have known what questions to ask. I mean, mm. I knew I was hitting a boundary. I knew I was hitting a, a wall that I didn't want to be at, yeah. but I didn't know what question to ask. So there was something yeah. about the way that you asked the questions and really being able to experience that. Um, and I've done obviously a lot of coaching, but it just seems like there's always one more thing I can work on. <laughs> one more isn't, isn't that true of all on. of us though? I mean, I, I yeah, think when we, yeah. when we feel like there's nothing else to work on, that means that we're stuck. Yeah. Right. That's when we're most right. stuck when we right. don't see the the possibility in the path. Resisting. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And really, you also helped bring awareness to the fact, like, I think you started with the question, what would you like that relationship to look like? And that helped unlock some things in my brain because where I was at before is just like, I don't want it to be where it's at. You know, I don't want 
I don't want this. I don't want what's currently here. And and what we've learned about the brain through coaching, I mean, I guess I'm assuming that you've learned this too, is that we can create they, I mean, like we're creators. And if I just keep yeah. saying, I don't want this, then I'm going to push it away for yourself. Right. 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 Yeah. You're approaching it from a mindset of abundance mm. and opportunity and what's possible and how can we make, make it work? How can we make it better rather than I'm going to protect myself. Right. I'm going to put my shields up and make sure nothing hurts me. Right. Because we just of, can't of even fear. do that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like crouching down behind a tree and, or behind something, you know, just really kind of making our world small instead mm-hmm. of believing that we can stand up and walk out fully. I mean, I, I know that you um, have the name of your business as abundance, right? Or intentional. Mm-hmm. Intentional abundance. abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of meaning in those words. That's why I chose them because I felt like you have to be intentional about how you live your life Mm -hmm. and being connected to who you are deep down Mm -hmm. or else you're not going to be able to have any progress. And it, it connects to the abundance because all that abundance is out there. Right, but if right. you don't see it and you're not intentionally walking towards it, right, then right. we're pushing it away. We're hiding. We're in low confidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know I took this in a direction that I've not really done before. So thank you for. Well, of course. <laughs> I love challenges. <laughs> so it was a, it was kind of a fun surprise. Yeah, and I know. Um, you know, life needs a little uncertainty. So if I brought that today f- to your life, hopefully that was okay. That's, Thank you. <laughs> it, it absolutely was. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. What What else comes up for you when you think about your business and how you help people and how you see being able to make a difference in the world in the future? What are some of the things that come up for you? I feel like so many of us are limited compared to what we could be and our feelings keep us our our feelings keep us trapped our fears our perfectionism um are the boundaries that we put that we don't have to put there and i really the way i want to impact the world Mm -hmm. is to free as many people as I can from all the things that are holding us back because I feel like there's a tremendous amount of potential that is being wasted. Right. right. And can you just imagine if everybody was living to their fullest potential or even like half of their potential, you know, how much positive impact that would be on the world? Wow. You know, instead of being constricted by all these fears that that keep us from approaching each other with a mindset of service and abundance and that keep our guardrails up if we approached if we were able to really put our whole self in fully it would solve so many problems in the world so i want to dig into that a little bit because i have a fear that comes up and i know it's not a legit Uh fear 
but one of the thoughts that I think is if everybody, because I love everybody working in their zone of genius and everybody, and I love what you're saying, and what you're speaking. And there's a fear that comes up for me. If everybody steps into their zone of genius, who will be bagging the groceries or serving the tables or some of the jobs, you know, that I know that I'm uh-huh. not good at. My fear is that uh-huh. somebody else won't want to fill those jobs either. But the reality is that's not actually true. But that but is somebody else's zone that. of genius. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> so so the assumption there is that yeah. is that everybody's zone of genius is going to be something that's um, more elite. In one or, area. In one area mm. or another, for lack of a better word. Right. But right. there are people whose zones of genius are all different things. Right. So I ultimately know that. So it's interesting that that fear is there. And there are people at different stages and different places. Right. And, you know, you think about it. If my 14 year old is bagging groceries. Right. And really taking a lot of pride in that and making money for the first time in her life and doing her best possible job at this point in her life. That is one of her zones of genius. Yeah. Yeah. No, what you're saying makes complete sense. So I think about my seven-year-old and I may have mentioned him to you, but recently um, he was given the job of doing the dishes by his brother, not by me. Mm -hmm. And so his brother offered to pay him to do his task. (laughs) And this seven-year-old loves creating friendships. He loves people. He loves trading Pokemon cards. He loves being on Minecraft and creating friends on Minecraft. So I don't think of him working in his zone of genius as washing the dishes. But for some yeah. reason, the way that his brother has, you know, invited him in to help him, maybe it's the money, maybe it's something else um, that they've worked out. He's humming and singing while he's doing the dishes. And when I try and help him load the dishwasher, he's like, mom, you can't put the stuff in the dishes with, with stuff on it. <laughs> like it doesn't work. <laughs> Oh, I I love it. I know. Because he was taught by his brother that he clean it first, you know? (laughs) Right. And that is his area of expertise. Absolutely. Well, my daughter came back. She was seven years old. And she went to a country experience camp, sleepaway camp for five days for the first time. And, you know, we don't live out in the country. We live in the suburbs. And she came back home. And I picked her up. And I I said, so you know, how, how was it? What, what did you think? And she was like, mom, it was amazing. And I want to let you know, she said this to me very seriously. I want to let you know that you can come to me and ask me all of your farm related questions. (laughs) And I I said, okay, I will do that. Yeah. Right. But that was at that moment. Yeah. That was her zone of genius. She just spent five days with the the cows Mm. and the pigs and the roosters and she felt very knowledgeable about them and connected yeah. and it, it's really, yeah. Oh my goodness. There's, it's just interesting how the fears come up. And so then what could be, be behind that fear of, for me, the one that um, is like, well, if everybody steps into their zone of genius, then there'll be this gap in, in so many areas and realizing that maybe that's, there's a voice inside that says, you can't fully step in, you know, like, mm-hmm. because then you will leave a gap. But the reality is that's not true either. When I was working with um, employees and helping them move into different positions, I found that one of the big fears is 
trying to hold on to the job that they had. They didn't want to train anyone else because they didn't Mm -hmm. want to lose their position. So much of my coaching with them was there is going to be more work for you. Right. If I it will not end. If I can get you to do some of the work I'm doing, because I'm actually over overwhelmed with everything on my uh-huh. plate. And as the companies grow, there's room for more opportunity. We need to create more space for more people. I don't want you doing this same job that is actually like, I need you to make room for someone else. And it, it, it like literally applies all the way up the chain. If the people at the yep. top aren't moving up, then we're, we're restricting what those that are coming behind us that want to be inspired, that want to be, I mean, abundance just creates more, but yet when we're working through our <laughs> limiting beliefs, it's like, how, how's that possible? Like even this idea that money creates money. Well, how? <laughs> right. It's so true though. It's so mm-hmm. true. It's a, when somebody's coming from a scarcity mindset and they're try just trying so hard to hold on to what they have because right they're afraid of of that change of of losing what they have they can never gain what they don't have right mm. they they leave all those opportunities on the table sometimes they, it's not even a choice sometimes they don't even see those opportunities because they're not focused outward they're not focused out into what could be What's possible. they're only focused on i'm going to keep what i have mm. safe yeah it feels it's interesting how our brains are wired and how we react and respond to things. And I know that you are also an investor in other people and in other projects. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking what you have and you're turning around and, and financially investing, mm-hmm. you know, making that investment. So mm-hmm. as a coach, you're investing in other people as a, in, in time, right. And in resources, helping open things up. And then also like, when we turn around and invest in people with our money, we're believing in their potential and saying, I believe that Absolutely. this is true. I believe you can do this. I love it. Yes. Yeah. But to me, that's the best thing you can do with your money is to invest in other people and wow. help them become better versions of themselves. Right. And, I, mean, and, I guess with your time too, but. And going back to what we were saying before and, and that subject of like, if somebody else is working in their zone of genius, maybe that'll mean that, you know, maybe there are gaps or holes somewhere else. Again, leaving space for somebody else to come and fill it because it's their turn, Mm -hmm. their time. But if we think about some of the things that you invest in, uh, real estate and helping people flip properties, you and I have talked, I'm not the one called to be changing out the flooring anymore. Like, But by creating space financially, believing in them, somebody else is called to do that. Somebody else is called to, to create and transform spaces and places it's amazing. And that's their, uh, and that's their happy place. Right. right. And that's their, and that, and, and they have like some of the people that I know have these incredible gifts for being able to look at a, a house that to anybody else looks dilapidated and dirty and just like nobody would ever want to live there and, and see what it's going to be wow. and not only be able to envision that, but know what steps to take and how to transform it and have the skills to do that. I mean, that's, that's right. a lot. Right. And I have none of that. <laughs> right? You do not right. want you know, me judging so, it. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't want, you don't want me doing that. 
Yeah. So, but you can review the paperwork on the other end and say, yes, yeah, I believe in this yeah. potential. Here's some things that we might want to consider and using your gifts and talents to help people step into what's next. This is just a, a cycle of abundance. I love it. Yes. Yes. I love that you say it that way. A cycle of abundance. Mm -hmm. I want to, now I want to diagram that out and really think about that. That sounds totally that like you. I love it. Great way of putting it. Yeah. Creating yeah. a visual for someone to be able to see whatever it was that we just talked about. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. I'm on that. That's perfect. Is there anything else that you would love to share about what you do, how you help people, the coaching industry? I know both of us, like I said, are um, committed to helping market the ICF coaching community. Mm -hmm. You you take me where you'd like to go right now. I'm just committed to moving people forward. Um, to me, it's sad when people don't realize what they can do and they feel stuck. And I feel like for women, especially mm. so many of us, you know, we've raised kids and we've kind of gotten into the, into the routine of that and worked so hard at it. Yeah. And then what happens is the kids go off to college or they get a little older and they don't need us quite as much. Mm. And we don't have any direction because all of our direction was focused on our kids or it happens right. with people's careers too. You know, they work so hard and they give everything to their work and then they get to that spot where they wanted to go to and it doesn't seem so shiny anymore. Like they're here. Okay. But it's not filling what's, they need filled inside of them. It's not filling their passion. Mm -hmm. And so they don't realize necessarily that all of that is valuable. All of that is just the beginning. Right. Right. They right. Can you you can't there. lose the experiences that you've already had. You can't. No, not, you right. learn, you've learned so much that you probably don't even realize. And you have, the rest of your life to put it to use right. in a way that's meaningful for you. You have the wisdom, you know, when I was, when I graduated college, I went to law school. Why did I go to law school? No good reason. It, my dad was a lawyer and it felt like a safe next step. Um, and I, I just, I went for all the wrong mm -hmm. reasons. Right. I still learned a lot practicing right, law. Right, and you use some of that now. Being a mom of four right. kids. I do use some of that now. Um, but now when I, again, had an opportunity to think about what I wanted to do as a grown-up, mm -hmm. I could think about what was truly meaningful to me because I had all that experience. I'd made all those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And now the rest of my life is open yeah. to the possibility of, whatever I create. And I, and that's, that's a feeling of expansiveness that wasn't there when I was 18. Right. And I think too, what I've realized is that life is full of transitions because even those places, mm -hmm. like even being a mom and, you know, having a position that we've always wanted, those were our initial goals. Those were our initial visions. Those were the, mm -hmm. those were the pieces of things that had been given to us, yeah. the visions that had been given to us. I mean, like when I met my husband, I remember asking him, how many kids do you want? And he said three and I said uh -huh. four because that was what we had seen. He had 
you know, there were two other siblings for him. So it was three and there were four for us. And then when we started having our own kids, I was like, oh my word, one is too many. And, um, <laughs> and then when I got to three, I was like, I am mentally maxed out, but I wasn't quite ready to make any permanent yeah. decisions. And now today we have six. If you would have told me from the beginning, you're going to have six, that would have been like a mental barrier. <laughs> I'm like, no, uh -huh. like, it would have been difficult for you to have yes, one. Yes, right? yes. Like you had to go, you had to go through the experience right, right, right. and you allowed yourself to go through Absolutely. the experience, which yeah. is really important because it took you someplace beyond exactly. where you would have been able to go if you'd limited right. yourself. And so, so whatever those positions are, wherever those spaces are that we've been as a mom, you know, whatever those visions were that we saw, and then we created that and we accomplished it and we designed our life and we, um, we stepped into the person that we were meant to become. And then all of a sudden we got comfortable. I was comfortable with three kids out of diapers, you know, and then I saw this vision for potentially more and I didn't want to step into it. I fought it for over two years. I told the Lord, send us to another country, please, like anything but. And it's not because, I mean, I absolutely love mm -hmm. our three more kids. And we even offered to adopt more. And they told us, no, you're maxed mm -hmm. out. <laughs> but, but because at the time, that was the most I could see that I was capable of. And, yeah. and then there's, there's yeah. actually more. And when we're called to more, what do we do with that? How do we work through that? And I feel like that's what you're helping people with based on what I'm hearing you say. Like, if there's that whisper of more, and if there's not, how can you help them uncover that? Because yeah, where we get comfortable, where we get stuck, where we get complacent is actually not where we're ever called to be. I mean, the, the growth is a basic right. human need. Absolutely. It's a need of the spirit. I mean, really, this is the coaching industry in general, right? And as good mm -hmm. coaches, how do we help people recognize that there's more? Right. And I think a lot of it is about learning to trust our own mm, intuition. Love that. Not, not, not just as coaches, but right. as, as clients, you know, and count on your, count on your intuition and have faith in yourself and who you are deep down to move you forward rather than trying to regiment everything. Yes. Actually, I would like to speak to that a little bit because the, the coaching session that you and I had for a very short time on this episode, I believe that I moved past things pretty quickly because I've done a lot of work to get mm -hmm. to this point and I trust my intuition. Mm -hmm. So when things come up that sound weird, that feel weird, I just continue to lean into those. But mm -hmm. just, just so everyone is aware, I've done a lot of coaching to get to this point. Like that would have took, that would have taken six months <laughs> with my first coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what we did in five or 10 minutes, because I, there just would have been barriers I didn't even know existed. We would have had to dig into more things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like maybe everyone, maybe yeah. everyone else does transformation in 10 minutes. And I know that you can't, we can create transformation in 10 minutes. And I also just want to hold space for it, it may not happen every time. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's, it's what you need when right. you need it. Right. It's right? the layer it that we be, need. Right. Transformation may not be what everybody needs. Right all the time that that would almost be exhausting right, right right some of my best transformation happens when i am in a situation where i'm exploring something and i'm thinking about it and then i just put it to rest mm -hmm. and i don't 
think about it anymore. And then a couple of days later, I'll wake up and I'll be lying in bed. And all of a sudden, the answer will have come into my heart because it was there all along, but I was too busy thinking to hear it. That's very true. Love that. Well, I would love for everyone to get to meet you and reach out to you as you're growing your business. Is there anything else that you would love for people to know? Nothing that I can think of offhand. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the experience. Well, thank you for inviting me on here. It was a pleasure.